Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 107 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is quarterly goals check-in. How have we done? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the goal machine, who is TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? Goal machine? I kind of heard gnome machine. I was trying to figure out what a gnome machine is. <laughs> no, definitely goal machine. I, looks... I was hoping I... I mean, I find gnomes cute, but I don't actually want to look like one. <laughs> <laughs> or give birth to a load of them, I'm guessing. Uh, giving birth is no longer on my agenda. I no. can't do it. Sorry. No. Me either. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> We're both past the age. Oh, well, never mind. Anyway, tell me about your week, TB. What have you been up to? What's been putting a smile on your face? Well, do you want me to lie? <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about work. <laughs> I can do this. Toot toot. <laughs> that was very deflating. I don't feel very rockety today. Sorry. Wow. Wait, no blast off sound at all. Jeez. No. All right. Oh, and other news. Believe it or not, I have actually started writing the third book in the Miracle Girl series. This one has been plaguing me for two years. Every time I try to write it, I get a block and I haven't up until now I have not been able to get over that block but um I think one of the tricks was is I finally put it on my editing schedule so it has a hard editing date for July and I really can't mess around anymore it has to get done I can't say oh I'm blocked I'll just put it on the back burner so um yeah so I'm actually writing the Miracle Girl like words are happening they're ending up on the page it's amazing well that is a Good news, uh, brilliant news, and um, can I just give you, uh, as well as doing toot toot at your uh, new release, can I just give you a little round of applause because you are cracking through those uh, releases this year. Is this like, is this going to be like your third release? Oh, uh, the Miracle Girl, well, the setup will be, not the setup, that was that was last year. Earl's Court will be the third release, and then I, I don't know when the Miracle Girl is slated for a publication, so I'm not sure where it will land, but... um. Because these books take me a lot longer to actually draft and go through. I, I do a lot of research, and one of the, one of the problems I have with the Miracle Girls because it takes so much research, and I love I love learning the ins and outs and everything. And, and even though like a very minor part of what I learn like ends up in the book, it, the information I'm learning is like humming in the background because I'm not writing actually a nonfiction book. I'm writing a fiction book, so I don't have to describe everything. But I'd love to learn it all. And this is why I can never write historical fiction. I would never start writing that book. I would I would be researching the fuck out of it. And I would never actually earn any money. Yeah, but you have done uh, three releases thus far. So that is that is really good. Because I know you did write some uh, last year. But even, you know, launching energy takes a lot. So give yourself a pat on the back. Um, yes, and we'll get on to my historical fiction novel in a minute. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention before we move on to what's been going on in Claire Leiden's world um, is, well, it kind of goes with my quarterly goals, but I'm going to mention it here because I'm just going to break the rules. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go by the format. So um, it's something I've been working on for the podcast off and on. Well, something we've been working on the podcast. Um, we were contemplating setting up Patreon, and then I totally put the brakes on that because I didn't want to overcommit with with Patreon, you have to offer like different levels. In each level, you have to offer more and more and more to each person. And I was worried that I would get overwhelmed with everything that's going on in work life and personal life. So then you recommended a service called Buy Me a Coffee, and I've been researching it. And I did mean to have it set up by now, but then the taxes hit and the IHL sale hit, and I had those two editing deadlines, and there just wasn't time. So I'm getting ready to actually launch that and can I get a toot 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 so it might be live by the time this episode goes or if there's an issue it might not be so I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it more when we get it going but that is uh going to the next level that is moving from the back burner to the front burner oh I'm very excited about this so I'm sure like once it does go live and once we have that shiny little button on the website we will fill you guys in more about some of you might be like wondering what is buy me a coffee that doesn't seem hard just go to a coffee shop but it's a it's a techie thing but we'll go into it more when it happens so that's 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 my world how about your world well tb over in uh london um i am uh getting some writing done so that is a good thing however yeah thank you (laughs) see i'm loving this toot toot business that right cheered me up but the thing is uh i'm I'm still not sure if i'm going to how my deadline is going to pan out. Now, wouldn't you know that I've never ever done a pre-order before, have I, in my life? No. <laughs> the one time I put a fucking pre-order up, my uh, my life blows up. So, I'm currently wondering what to do. I see that, you know, the my family situation might still need some time from me. And so, I'm kind of at a crossroads with my pre-order. <laughs> I didn't expect to be at this crossroads. I thought I'd given myself way enough time and I had, but I can extend it by a month and I'm thinking maybe I should do that or I could just cancel it. But I'm thinking maybe I should extend it uh, by a month, but I still have a, an editor deadline to hit. Will I do that? I'm not sure. It's just sod's law, isn't it? I've never ever done a pre-order. I was pretty pretty okay with this pre-order. I gave myself enough time. Um, now I haven't. <laughs> I do know, especially this last year, because um, a, a few author friends of mine got into a bit of a jam with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with pre-orders, and then all of a sudden happened to, you know, everyone started working from home, and then there was childcare, and everything got messed up. So I do know some people have reached out to Amazon, and they gave them more than a month. Oh, okay. So I don't, I don't know if you can. I, I, I is it? I don't know what the other platforms, because I'm assuming the, the pre-order is wide. It's not just Amazon. Yeah, it's wide. Are the other ones easy to fix, do you know? I don't Are they know. as draconian as Amazon? Or... <laughs> I don't know, is the answer. Um, and I'm still kind of weighing things up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, because I've, I've never done this before. So it's all like yeah. a completely new thing, so I don't know. Uh, it was funny, though, while you were talking about, you know, that's why you'd never write a historical fiction book. You see, I am the complete opposite, because I, I know what I know. Uh, about that period, time period, and then I've set in the 1950s, and then basically I've just written the whole first draft as if I'm not really truly writing it in the 1950s, and then I'm just going to go back and chuck shit in. 
That just stopped my heart. <laughs> so my research, I'm kind of doing it alongside it and I'm making little notes about where I can sit, fit things in. And I have been looking at a lot of photos of London at that time. And I've interviewed, you know, my mum and stuff. And I'm going to interview someone else as well who used to work in a factory in London at that time. But, you know, me and reading research don't really go very well. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. How are you handling the dialogue? Are you changing the, switching the dialogue? Because different, different words were more popular. Are you going to try and squeeze in a few or just kind of talk like modern day um, and hope it goes? <laughs> yeah, I think... A little bit of both, probably. Um, I do know some words uh, that were used then because, you know, I've got a lot of, well, some older relatives. And I remember how my older, now no longer with us, relatives used to speak. So, um, and I think, do you know what? That's a good idea, actually. Maybe I, sh I should watch a couple of uh, movies from that time as well just to see how they speak. Good plan. Good plan. Live right, I'm here to help. I'm li here to help. Live learning, everyone, on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but so it has. Email and explain that you might need longer than a month and see if see if I would reach out and see if you could extend it and mm. see what your options are yeah so okay. if they give you like two or three months wouldn't that be better yeah maybe you're right okay live thinking on the podcast I, I was thinking should I discuss this off air but then I thought no you know other writers might have this happen to them so um you can you can be uh be here with while my brain's going at 100 miles an hour going mm, what should i do um so yes yeah, so that's what's going on at the moment but the good news is that i am uh, getting the rest of the final chapters chapters done and sort of going back and filling in bits and bobs uh from notes and things so that's good other things i've done this week well um i'm back to doing my yoga every morning which is good because that kind of fell off the radar um and i'm getting out for a walk every day so that's good when it's not raining and windy you know me and wind don't like my hair getting messed up uh, the other thing that happened which is very very exciting are you ready i got the brazilian version of before you say i do the cover uh, the the publisher sent me the cover this week and it is really cool it's beyond cute it's it's really great i really love it but are you ready for the title in in portuguese <laughs> mm. hit me with it <laughs> antes que voce diga sim all i have to say about that is toot toot <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was the original is this before you say i do again it's before you say i do yeah can you say it can you say it slowly i'm a very slow person antes que voce diga sim that sounds very romantic. Yeah. Apparently it's a direct yes. a, a direct translation of Before You Say I Do, according to my Brazilian publisher. So there you go. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, well, this is exciting news. It is exciting. It's coming out in May. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So that was... That, that put a smile on my face this week, so that was good. And the other thing that put a smile on my face was, you remember the library talk I did um, that went really well um, for Stockport Library and lots of people came and it was great. The organiser of that sent me a package of chocolate boobs to say thank you so that was nice dark chocolate milk chocolate white chocolate a, a, an array of chocolate boobs did you take a photo of this okay i want to see what they are i will take I a photo obviously i've seen boobs but i yeah. <laughs> they have the nipple i need details they do have the nipple and do you know what i'll do i think it might be my turn for a photo this week so um i will send you a picture of me and my chocolate boobs because I haven't eaten them yet. <laughs> Can't you eat them? I mean, that just seems like something that's so wrong. Seems T like you should keep your chocolate boobs forever. TV, I'm looking forward to getting my mouth around them. What can I say? Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, I need some recovery. 
Right. <laughs> that is not a tutu. There we go. Um, <laughs> so I've got chocolate boobs and um, not sure what to do with my pre-order. Uh, but let's see what about comments, what you got. All right, we have one comment this week, and it's from uh, Rach from Les Reviewer. Is that how you say it? You're the French expert. Uh, le le Revoir. There you go. I was totally off base. <laughs> All right. Uh, she listed Lesbians Who Write as one of her favorite queer podcasts. So thank you very much. That was a very nice comment to read on Facebook. Excellent. What about you? Nothing. Got nothing. But that could be because I haven't really been checking. So uh, I, I could have some comments in my email inbox, but I've just been a bit busy. Sorry, everyone, if you have emailed me. But there again, people might. nobody might have emailed me. I just don't know, TB. I haven't been very diligent about checking uh, messages either because... You know, been busy, but we we get to them eventually. We get to them. All right. We did. All right. So should we move into the quarterly check-in? Let's do it. Seriously though, can you believe it's um, it's the end of March? No. Like, I know like each day is continuing happening because I still have like you know I get up, I like you know have my tea, I work, I go to bed, but it's all kind of blending together because I mean the days aren't really that different. No. We're all kind of stuck inside. We are still stuck inside. Although, oh, that's what I was going to say. Exciting things that happened this week. Uh, we made a uh, restaurant booking <laughs> and a pub beer garden booking. So basically, pub beer gardens and outdoor restaurants can open from mid-April, something like that. So um, we've made a booking in our, the pub garden at the top of our road so we can go and have some fish and chips and a glass of wine. Um, and we're going out in town on the right at the end of April, to an outdoor terrace. Okay. At first I was like, you're going to sit inside a restaurant? What? Have you learned nothing? <laughs> <laughs> but I really miss restaurants, TB. <laughs> it's still too cold here. I'm really excited for, like, when we can do outdoor dining, because I would love... I'm so tired of dishes. <laughs> I know that's, like, a very petty thing, but I'm so tired of dishes, so... um. But you guys, you guys warm up much more quickly. We're still dealing with like we have snow forecasted for Friday, so right, no, yeah, yeah, we're, it's we're, not happening yet. Yeah, no, we're we're fourteen degrees today, so you know it's um it's it's warming up. So um, this is like a month away. So I'm hoping because I don't deal with the cold very well. So I, you know, I'm not going to be very happy if it's freezing. But all these places have heaters, right? So anyway, we're not really talking about our check-ins, our goals, are we? But <laughs> one of my goals is to go to a restaurant, and um, you know, it's going to happen, but in Q two. But let's talk about. Is Let's talk about Q1. But it is important because we still need to have the little things to look forward to, especially this year. My Q1 so far. So when we did our goal episode, I think it was the beginning, like the second week of January. And uh, I said I was going to be much kinder to myself with goals. And I, I was. I didn't set, I don't know if you know this, I didn't set very stringent goals. I just said, you know, I'm going to write <laughs> and I'm going to publish. And if I do more writing, and then I'll publish, and if I do more. But I didn't set any numbers, any numbers at all. And I think part of this was after last year, I had, I was so hopeful for the people who are catching up on episodes. When you listen to our December and January before COVID hit, like both of us, I think we're so excited and so hopeful for the best year. And we were going to be super productive and we were just going to kick our careers into extra gear and we were just going to be. You couldn't stop us, and then COVID hit. <laughs> and then I got really sick. And I was still very, I was sick for the majority of 2020. 
still can't smell, but, um, so it was a battle for me every day last year from the middle of March till, I don't know, through the summer. It was a battle for me just to get out of bed. It was a major achievement when I got out of bed. So I didn't commit to many goals this year. Oddly enough, I've been very busy. (laughs) I've been, if I had set goals, I would be smashing them. (laughs) Smashing them right now. I kind of wish I set goals because I could be like, yep, tick, tick, tick. (laughs) But um, should I break down what goals I had and where I'm going? Should I start off with, we can go back and forth? Yes, I've come at this slightly differently. Um, I Because what I did at the beginning of the year was uh, look at all my goals and then I put them all on my schedule. So I've just looked at the first three months of my schedule and uh, looked at all the goals, that I everything that I put on there and have I done it. Okay, all right. Do you want to go first? Sure. Pressure's on. Okay. Pressure's on. Come on, Claire. Bring okay. it. Toot, okay. toot. <laughs> toot, toot. So, um... I think this year's was going quite well until the wheels came off a little bit in March. But, you know, these are circumstances outside my control. However, January saw me launch Hot London Nights, which uh, was book eight, no, book seven in the London Romance series. Um, and that's done very well. So um, I'm pleased with that. Yeah. And it, and it kicks the rest of the series as well, because that's the thing. If you if you launch a book in a series, it kicks the rest of the series and people find it uh, and then they go through the series and read read the lot. So I'm getting lots of nice emails from people saying that they've just found the London series. So the London series has been out for nearly seven years now. So um, I've done basically a book a year. Do you want me to do my whole lot or do you want me to just do one? I'll, I'll go on my ebook front. Okay. So, it, as we said, it's March because it's the end of the uh, first quarter. I published a book in January. I published A Woman Trapped, which is book... Well, now you said book seven for London, and now I'm like, is it book seven in my series or book eight in mine? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I should know. I think it's book eight. So I, I released uh, book eight in uh, the Lizzie series, and... Like you said, with your London series, like it pulls up, you, you people hit your backlist. And so I, I just got a delightful email from someone in um, Britain saying that they just recently found my Lizzie series and they've been working all the way through it. So it is, it's something like when you do release something, even though A Woman Lost, which was the first book I published back in 2013, it still sells a, a steady amount of copies each month. But when I do release a new Lizzie book, it definitely kicks into a higher gear. So I was able to publish that. And then on February, the end of February, uh, Miranda McLeod and I published our co-write, The Love Project. So, yeah. And I'm getting my third book ready for publication. So we're in the third month, and I'm getting the third book ready. Now, I don't think that productivity is going to stay steady like that because you just can't do that but we'll get to that point in a second but so far i think like i'm rocking it i feel like you're fucking rocking it for, for everybody who loves yeah, the, i don't have chocolate boobs no i'm rocking it <laughs> doot, doot. for everybody who loves an f-bomb there you go um yeah if you had chocolate boobs you'd be fucking rocking it but you know we can't not you can't have everything Okay, so my next one was by the end of Q1, uh, my goal was to get the second draft of uh, Big London Dreams, uh, London Romance Book 8 done. And that would have been on schedule had life not happened. So uh, I'm just trying to, um, yeah, get the first draft is 
almost done and then crack on with draft two and yeah see where I can get uh, with it but you know yeah it, I, I'm pleased with what I've done so far uh, but it's just kind of dependent on external circumstances so we'll see what happens but we're there or thereabouts um, with it as far as I can be all right yeah I mean like we said sometimes shit happens in life and uh, your goals get messed up the fact that you're tackling a historical romance and almost done with the first draft, well done you, because that's that's different. That's a different lane for you. You're, a, you're, you're branching out. It's a very different lane. And uh, yeah, we'll see if it's a lane that I'm successful in <laughs> or if it's a lane that a car comes up and goes toot toot and, put, and kicks me off the lane. I don't know. I don't think you can make a happy toot toot for a car that's being aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive cars. Um, I, I just realised that was another ebook one, right? So do you want me to do a, a, a different one? We can just carry on. I don't think we have to stick to a okay. strict format. We never stick to a format. Go on then. Give me, give me, give me something you've achieved. On the audiobook front, I predicted a quiet year for audio because last year I released, I think, eight audiobooks, and I was like, oh, I probably won't release that many. And I know I'm not saying I'm going to release eight audiobooks this year, but it's becoming busier than I expected. <laughs> So, so far I've released uh, two um, audiobooks have hit the stores, but those were in production last year. It just took ACX uh, forever and a day to actually get their act together. So I released uh, the setup, which is uh, narrated by Ella Lynch, and then the second Lizzie box set um, narrated by Stephanie Murphy. And then I wasn't expecting this right away, but I've already signed three contracts this year. For, um, to to kickstart uh, new productions for audiobooks. So I have A Woman Trapped, I have Kismet, and The Love Project. So I'm already managing, well, we don't really do much until we get the audio back, but I have three audiobooks that are going to be coming my way for me to proof soon. So that's going to be fun. You know how much I love proofing audio? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, deep joy, deep joy. Uh, yeah, that, that is my next uh, thing I was going to say. So I... Um, I said that in Q1 I would commission London Romance Book 7, Hot London Nights and The Long Weekend for audio and I have done both of those things. Um, so my normal London narrator is doing London and Claire Story who did uh, One Golden Summer for us is doing The Long Weekend um, and so that is come that has come back to me. I was I had started audio proofing it. Uh, but then I then obviously I stopped, so uh, I'm going to pick that up again this week because I do need to get that done because I think that London 7 is coming back to me next week, so <clears throat> we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm pleased that I've got two more audio books up and running. Can you commission Claire's story to do our sound effect for the rockets? I don't know if the toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask her if she'll add it in. Is it, is it my turn now? Is it back to me? Back Are you to you. It back? Yep, kicking it All back. Right. Kicking it back. All right, so on the blogging front, last year I had very high goals last year on the blogging front, and then I got sick, and then I didn't touch my blog for like seven months straight. So this year so far, um, I've been I've been pretty consistent. I've been blogging two to four times a month, um, and I've been I've been chattery ch chattery. I don't think that's where chatty on the blog, and been trying to show I've been trying to have more fun with the blog. So since we I, we did a co-write, uh, Miranda and I did a co-write, we did kind of like, we, we told the same story, but from our own perspective. And the readers are really liking the fact that like, we have like totally different memories of things and everything. So we're showing like the behind the scenes, uh, uh, peeking behind the curtains of like how a collaboration works. 
and how um, it's a good thing we're really good friends. <laughs> because um, working together, like sometimes it can be difficult. So we're showing we're showing um, readers who like the book. We're showing them more behind the scenes, and they've they've been enjoying it. So it's been it's been fun. I've been having fun. I think that's the thing I added this year. I think it's one of the reasons I'm busier, and I, I've been enjoying life more. It's weird when you're not trying to like stay alive. I was going to say more energy. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably a reason for that. You're probably you know feeling better tends to yeah. add more fun. Life is easier when you're smiling. Yes, it is. Okay, um, my next goal, uh, and this was a big one for me. Um, was to start meditating again and to do something to uh, improve my posture. And I have really, really uh, focused on this um, in Q1 and I have smashed it out of the park. I did meditate and yoga um, six days a week for the first two months of the year. So, and I've picked it back up again because it would be easy, you know, when life uh, happens and I had to go away. It's kind of expected that you that you drop um, things like that in times of crisis because it's just you know it's not the it's not the first thing that you uh, can do every to every day when you get out of bed however it would be really easy for me now to just let it slide well and now i'm home but i haven't done i've been doing it every day so i'm very pleased with myself and i'm very proud of myself for doing that i'm sure it helped like you know if, if you even if you don't do it in times of crisis because you've done it for two months straight it does help your mental health deal with um, any shit that happens uh, and also it's just helping my body feel a bit better um, because you know it, it was it was in pain <laughs> with the amount because I've sat in the wrong fucking posture for six years so um, I recommend doing yoga and meditation oh please don't recommend meditation for me I don't I can't be a tree Claire be a fucking tree TB I can't pretend I'm a tree I just can't all right so on my next uh, goal was the newsletter front and I've been consistent with my author newsletter, and I was all last year, and I've still been doing it um, this year consistently. But the big change I made this year, which may account for why I've been more smiley lately, is I we, we tweaked the schedule for um, the podcast. We changed the recordings to where we do two at a time now, which has freed up some of my time. But I also made a major tweak to iHeartLesbic. I had a newsletter going out for that every week, and it was a very busy newsletter because it was announcing the new releases every fucking week. And I scaled that down this year, so there's only three going out uh, a month, which doesn't sound like a big tweak, but it was big enough for me on my end to release some of that stress. These little tiny things that you institute, they can help. And it can help your uh, mental state, which I've been noticing quite a bit this year. But I've been in a much better place. So all these little tweaks you try to make, because like, I think we talked about recently how like the changing of the recording of the podcast episodes, doing two at a time, has both freed us up a bit, and it's been easier to handle. Because even as much as we love doing the podcast every week, it was it's time consuming. So if I only have to set aside two afternoons for it, it makes it easier. Yeah. Uh, absolutely and and also um, it proved its worth as well when I had to go away for two weeks and so it didn't affect the schedule the recording schedule luckily my family crisis happened the day after we recorded the last one <laughs> it's very British of you I know right on schedule so <laughs> so lovely of me <laughs> Um, so and then I'm back today to uh, to record this one so it, it didn't affect our podcast schedule one bit so that was great um 
but yeah, uh, definitely, definitely making tiny tweaks. Um, you know, at the end of last year, I was a little bit, um, I'm not sure if I was going to continue. I, lo- I love doing the podcast, but doing it every week was wearing me down a bit. But doing recording only twice a month has just really made a difference. So good tweak, TB. One other thing that I uh, said I would do was do a course, a writing course, and I've done this and I really enjoyed the one I did from WMG Publishing. It was on secondary plot lines, so that was good. But one course I did as well, I mean, the WMG ones I do uh, recommend, but one course I do recommend that I didn't pay for and that is on YouTube and you can do it any old time you like. Marion Keyes, one of my favourite writers, she did a four-week course on writing throughout January and all the lessons are on YouTube and just just YouTube and put in Marion Keys and they'll come up. They're about 50 minutes to an hour each one and just to spend you know three or four hours with Marion is a fucking treat but also when I was a little bit stuck like just with momentum and just getting started uh, on Big London Dreams like you know I think I was frightened because it was historical fiction. Um, watching one of those really did kick me into getting started so it's just some little thing she said I can't even remember what exactly what it was but just some little thing she said actually made a difference to me so you know you might think that what as Marion Keys was aiming this at probably beginners but anyone can learn from someone like Marion Keys um, and she's just entertaining anyway I am excited to hear this because um, I was I started a TV show last night that takes place in Dublin and I realized how much I miss hearing the Irish accent every day and um Guess what? She's Irish. She's, I'm going to have to watch this. She's, she's pretty bloody Irish, yeah. Yeah, and then and, uh, she, her sense of humor, I've heard her speak on it a couple times at the London Book Fair. Remember when that used to exist? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's, 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 she's hilarious. So, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that. And I've read quite a few of her books, so. Yes. Well, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll look for the link and drop it in the show notes because... I can't imagine I'm the only person who wants to be entertained by Marion Keys. Especially if you're having a bad week, she'll cheer you up. Yep, she will. And she I give... haven't watched it, but I have <laughs> complete faith in her. Yep, she will. She uh, And not only, you know, she's entertaining as well as giving great advice. So that's one thing that I really did uh, enjoy doing um, in Q1. Anything else for you? Well, yeah. In, uh, I had another goal for Q1, which was on the networking front. Since Miranda joined the team on iHeartLessFic, um, we made a tweak this year where we started doing uh, monthly polls. So all the books that were featured in January in the new release newsletter, on February 1st, we put them in a poll so readers could vote and say who, which was their favorite book that was featured in the month of January. And so the polls have been successful. And this is helping promote uh, lesbian fiction more, help, helping promote the authors who release books. And we're getting the book covers out there again. And trying to keep the buzz because one of the things that you need when you release a new book is you have to keep the buzz going. <laughs> it's one of those things you have to keep building. So we're trying to do our part to help uh, authors who are publishing lesbian fiction. So if you haven't had a chance, there is a monthly poll right now. Um, Claire and I are battling it out with a lot of other authors because I think your Hot London Nights is in this month's poll and my Love Project is in the poll. My uh, I, I didn't co-write it with Miranda. She had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Our co-write with Miranda is in the poll. So, um, yeah, it's been one of the things that we made a tweak, and it's been kind of fun. So, And I like helping authors. So, yeah, that's another thing that's really going well. Everything's going well so far this year. <laughs> so I've got a couple of things that I, I was going to do, and I haven't done. 
so uh, I will get there. There's all the things that I'm pleased about. Uh, here's some things that I haven't done. Ads. So I think you just have to say ads. I think we know what's happening. Yeah. So I remember I said to you that once uh, I was done with Hot London Nights, I was going to take uh, a couple of days and really look into ads. But I had a change of heart um, after speaking to you and speaking to a couple of other authors um, and just noticing a sea change about Amazon ads. So I just decided to stop them all, and that's what I've done. So I've stopped... I have not run an Amazon ad in so long. They're really good at taking money and not good at making you money. Yeah, so I stopped them all um, for a month just to see uh, what would happen. Nothing great happened. <laughs> so I've just stopped them. So I've, I've, I've decided to just put ads on pause and reallocated the money to getting some help with social media. So that was something that I hadn't put on my list for Q1. So that's interesting. I've just, but that, that's the thing, you see, you can pivot. Like I started this year with a very clear plan that I was going to do some ads uh, or look into ads and really sort of try and crack them. Uh, and it might be that I do come back to them later in the year, but I just decided that I wasn't in the, in the mind frame to do it. Yeah, I remember um, when I started playing around with the ads, like I was because for a while we all had them running in the background and it was one of those things where you were told if you want to be if you want to be a successful indie author you got to learn ads and you got to have them out there and I, and for a while they really did work i did see benefits from the ams ads i did but then i started realizing um that they weren't working as as well as they had at one point and i and I don't know if it's just because everyone was told you have to do it, and so they became very pricey. The clicks became very pricey, and you had to like be very aggressive in your bids and everything. I think I did it with uh, ROH Reservations of the Heart. Like I, I released that book. I sent. I set up an ad. I hit. I hit go on the ad, and then I went for like an all day hike, and I came home, and I had blown through like. 50 or $100 during my hike because I was I said I wanted to be aggressive with the ads and Amazon took me seriously. <laughs> and so they charged me a lot and I was like, wow, that was that was interesting. So I killed the ad, but then ROH became such a, a big hit on its own. So I was like, well, why am I paying Amazon even more money when all they do is take it? The other thing I haven't done, and you know what? I'm just gonna can it. Uh, I said I was gonna see if what, what happened. Short stories. I just don't write short stories. I should just take them off my schedule. <laughs> so I'm going to. So there you go. There's my two pivots. Uh, ads I'm going to put on the back burner. Short stories I'm just going to cross off the list. Okay. I, I have a big pivot I had to make and I didn't know it was on my pivot list. <laughs> I've made a few comments over the past few episodes where my doctor said uh, some stuff about my health. I have to make some major changes on my health front. So uh, I've been doing a lot more testing and everything. And so I have to exercise more. I have to watch what I eat. I can no longer drown my sorrows in cookie dough. Cookie dough is struck off the list. Cookie dough does not exist anymore for me. Please don't mention cookie dough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did not have a great physical this year. And so um, I am trying to pivot on the health front. So I, you know, I don't want to have to go back to feeling like shit all the time. Because I really enjoy life not dying. Yes. So... So yeah, I'm making some major changes um, on the health front, and that was something that I mean I always have on my you know year goals like I'll be healthier, I'll exercise more. Um, and I'm actually taking it seriously now. 
I had to sit down where I had to be told to take it seriously, and I am. Good. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because this podcast would be, you know, more difficult to do if you weren't here. It was this Lady Grey over here yeah. staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> she would have a hard time hooking up the microphone. You know, she doesn't have thumbs. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it's something I had to make a major pivot for. And so, that is what I am doing. So, I, I mentioned that I've been very productive on the writing front. and But I don't believe that's going to continue for the rest of the year because the weather is getting better. I'm not being locked up all the time. I'm able to get out and go do things outdoors. So, I'm hoping, you know, I'll be able to continue doing things outdoors and not having to work all the time. But I don't see a lot of travel on the horizon. No. I mean, do you have travel on your horizon? I don't see a lot of travel, so I won't have the, you know, sometimes when you go on vacation, you, you do stop everything for like two to three weeks. I don't have any of that on the schedule, but um, but I, I just know I can't keep up the writing pace. No, no, no one could. No, we'll have to wait and see. We have got nothing booked travel-wise, and we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I can't see myself getting on a plane anytime soon. I have nightmares about getting on planes now because... <laughs> Especially internationally, because I think you mentioned that the London Book Fair moved to the summer. And I don't know what's happening with that now since the numbers aren't improving as well as we thought. But, uh, like, as soon as you said it, I was like, I never want to go to London again. <laughs> I know I will at some point, but my brain is not ready for that because that was not a fun experience. And the um, repercussions of going to London that year were serious. And I'm having a hard time getting that out of my head. So whenever um, someone says London, I'm like, no! <laughs> While TV has a little meltdown about London, um, that's it for this week. So do let us know uh, about your quarter, your quarter, first quarter of the year. How's it gone? How's your writing gone? How's your how's your health and well-being goals gone? We'd love to know. We'd love to chat what about you, it. Yeah, what are you pivoting on? We're pivoting on a few things on this end. Yeah. We're just striking them off in yeah. Claire's. In yeah. Claire's. Fuck short stories. That's what I say. Very sweary these last couple of episodes, I'll say. Anyway, let us know. Uh, get to the website, www.lesbianswhowrite.com, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Facebook us, Twitter us, Instagram me, and join us next time when we will be starting a, a whole new batch of themed episodes that we haven't decided on yet. Until then, um, have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.